Well, a new book gets under the skin of the British general election of 2019, is what the book is called. I'm joined by a couple of the authors now. Tim Bale, Professor of Politics at Queen Mary University of London. Hi, Tim. Good morning. And Paula Sowage, who's Deputy Director at uh, UK to Changing Europe and a Senior Lecturer in Political Sociology at the University of Bristol. Morning, Paula. Good morning. Now, I'm slightly conscious, uh, partly because of the focus group, but also partly because of Mariella Frostrop. We haven't got masses of time with this, so maybe we'll get you back on to talk about uh, a bit more. Um, but uh, let's, let's, let's tell us things we don't know about the election, because obviously there's all this sort of kerfuffle at the time. We find out the result, and then it was Christmas and Brexit and all of that, and nobody really goes back and sort of gets under the bonnet of, of the election. Paula, give us your, your best 2019 election fact. Okay, so in terms of things you don't know, I suppose, despite the fact there was a clear kind of Johnson effect in terms of moving voters around, on average, he was less popular during the 2019 campaign than Theresa May was during the 2017 campaign. What, him personally in terms of polling? Yes. So in terms of the when, when pollsters ask questions like, how much do you like this politician on a scale of, of zero to 10? Um, on average, Johnson was less popular than May had been in 2017. So there you go. That, that's my surprising, my surprising fact about 2019. And is that in part that what Theresa May managed to do in 2017 was shift a lot of red wall seats closer to the Tories without tipping them over? And then he, Boris Johnson comes along afterwards and sort of does the one last heave. Absolutely. I think um, Theresa May has had far little, far, not, not enough credit for kind of knocking out some of the bricks of the Red Wall in 2017 and, and making it a much easier task in 2019 to, to push it over, as it were. OK, uh, lovely stuff. Uh, Tim, what's your best 2019 election fact? Well, I think it's uh, the effect of the Brexit Party. Uh, and we calculate that if the Brexit Party... Uh, uh, hadn't done what it did and stood down uh, and, uh, you know, gave the Conservatives an easy ride, uh, but also made things quite difficult for Labour by not standing down in Labour seats. Um, the Conservatives could have won up to about a 130-seat majority. Uh, so about 25 Labour MPs probably owe their uh, position in Parliament today to the fact that the Brexit party was around. Uh, and likewise, there's a couple of Conservative MPs uh, who might not have made it um, had the Brexit Party not stood down uh, in Duncan Smith and Dominic Raab being the most obvious ones. And um, what does that tell us about the future of politics, Tim? The, the, presumably the Brexit Party wouldn't have the same residence in a future election, but does that make it harder to predict what might happen in some of those seats? No, it maybe makes it a little bit easier, actually, to predict with the absence of the Brexit Party. Of course, you have got reform, which is the kind of uh, new iteration of the Brexit Party. But whether they can have anything like the same effect, I think, has to be doubted. So in, in some ways, what we've seen is a consolidation on the kind of centre-right, you know, Eurosceptic side of British politics. And it's all flowed to the advantage of Boris Johnson and the Conservative Party. Whereas on the left, obviously, there is still, uh, you know, fragmentation uh, between the Labour Party, the Lib Dem, and the Greens. Uh, and Paula, um, just on, about, uh, Tim just touched on there, the Greens. The, how's the Labour Party doing now by comparison? The worst result for, what, 80 odd years. Um, is there anything that we can, we can learn from the 2019 election about where we are now, what might happen at the next election? Yes, obviously, the polling is a little bit better for Labour now than, than it was at the time of the election under new leadership. But there's been this um, move away from from Labour to the Greens that we've seen. We've seen the Greens starting to climb, just small amounts, but starting to climb in the polls. Um, whether that's good or bad news for Labour depends on what you think will happen to those people who currently say they would vote Green 
when actually faced with a ballot paper. And some of the evidence suggests that quite large numbers of those voters did um, in 2019, the ones that had intended to vote green before the election, did actually move to Labour during the election campaign. So it might not be as bad news for Labour at the moment as it appears um, from the headline polling. Well, it's fascinating stuff. Um, it's really interesting to get under the bonnet for that. Let's get you. Let's get you back on. We'll get you back on, and we'll, we'll have a route around a, a bit more. Maybe when we get to the uh, the anniversary of the election in uh, in December. Uh, really good to speak to you, Tim Bell, there, Professor of Politics at Queen Mary University of London, and Paula Surridge, Senior Lecturer in Political Sociology at the University of Bristol, uh, talking about their book out today. It's called The British General Election of 2019. 